Craig Brain is not your brain or my brain. Love it or hate it or something in between. Welcome to the squishy, alien middle inside of this dude's skull. Take a peek. Take a peek. Welcome back to Craig Brain. We're tracking it. Episode 20. If you're asking, how many am I going to do? 43. Because I'm 43 this year. And thought, I'm going to do 43 episodes. Call it a day. And at the end, I'm going to put all these in a book. And who knows what happens from there. So I'm halfway home. Episode 20. Two stories that have led me to understand something a little bit more. And I don't know how you guys learn, how you guys pick up things, but but or when certain things hit you and then you're like, oh, that's connected to this. I was flying home from a trip with my daughter, and I'd never spent as many miles that I spent to fly Delta One. This is lost if you don't travel, but it was their eighth grade trip, and we decided to do something really awesome in Washington, D.C. that had nothing to do about school, but it was um, to go to this dance, uh, um, TU dance in Bonavera. I talk about it in my letter to Elise uh, on episode, I don't know which one that was, 13 or so. And so we're on the back. And so this trip I put a lot into. It was just like, oh, I want this to be special. And and so I'm a mile, like credit card points and miles and hotel points. I'm going to say it. Besides the points, guys, if, you, if you're a geek up on this stuff, they tell you how to beat all the systems and do stuff. But like I'm pretty good with – I'm great with my hotel points, my credit card points, working this thing to get that. I mean I've gotten Southwest Companion Passes from credit cards so kids travel free for me for the last several years on Southwest. I've, I just love that stuff. Friends of mine that don't use their credit card points that have like a million plus, I don't understand those people. There's just so much stuff you can do with it. All that to say is I had enough if I transferred every point from everything into my Delta account and I could fly home from D.C. on a six-hour flight on the full flatbed Delta One seats. It's the above. It's like a what you would experience on First Class International, and there's very few routes that take you there um, you know, in the States. So just – New York to, I think, San Francisco and then L.A. to D.C. and L.A., whatever, you don't care. So we're flying Delta One home, and it's awesome. Elise is like, I could stay in this seat forever. I don't like to fly normally. She loves this. It's awesome, and um, we hit turbulence, and I kind of got a little nervous. And it wasn't bad, and Elise is just zoned, and she's just loving it. I mean, they, they even sprinkled the Delta cookie, that, that you know, that little biscuit thing. They put that on the hot fudge sundae that they serve. It was just, it was great. And so I was like, no, I paid 120,000 points to fly this. I'm not letting that little bump in the air get to me. And so I asked the flight attendant. And I've flown on a lot of planes. I've never asked. Like, how do you just handle this? And she says to me, a lot of people I know that have a hard time flying, it's not about flying. It's about control. She goes, my husband's a pilot for 40 years. I've been 36 years. And it was just kind of like, it's that easy? 
Yeah, just let, let it go. They know what they're doing. Like, this is nothing. And I've had like two flight experiences that were really bad. Uh, real, like bad, like almost landing and then shoot the plane straight up. Like, what the heck just happened? And another one where it was literally like felt like out of a movie where it's like, we're like, if my seatbelt wasn't on, like my head's on the ceiling type thing. And But most days it's just, just not even that bad. I came home and I started journaling about that and thinking through that. And I really was like determined, I'm not letting this ruin my flight or even showing any, like, no. And part of that was just pure points financially. Like, I put too many points in this thing to not enjoy this. So that happened. And and as I started journaling, it, it was just about control and letting go and trusting. The another trip in the same month was for my friend's birthday, Matt. And I was actually, this is a week apart. And yes, I'll sound like a super fan, but I'm a super fan. So Matt is a great friend. And he had just gone to this place that I told you about um, that my wife went uh, called Hoffman. And I wanted to hear about his experience. And it was super geeked up to hear. It was his birthday. (laughs) So I surprised Matt with um, going to this lock-in at uh, Justin Vernon's uh, hotel in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where we were going to have, you know, this meal and be able to see Bon Iver perform. And it was only like 50 people. And I had actually done that before. And it's just, it's an incredible once in a, it, I don't say once in a lifetime because I've done it twice. It's just, it's hard to get tickets to. It's not that outrageous, but so Matt and I are going there and I actually got a chance that night to share with Justin the letter that I shared with you guys uh, to my daughter. It was it was a fun night. Matt and I, Matt sat feet away from Justin sitting Indian style playing and jamming on his guitar and Matt with his long hair and backwards hat smiling so big and it was fun as a friend um, to just experience that with him. And, and this music's been deeply impacted, you know, impactful for me and Matt. And Matt, I told, hey, I'm going to get Justin this letter before he leaves tonight. So we did that. Justin finished, and I know where his car was parked, right behind the hotel, and I waited for him. And when he walked out to his car and he sat in his car and I knocked on his window and I said, "Uh, Justin, I came here tonight to give you this letter. And he rolled down his, his window was down and he asked for my name and I said, thank you for helping me connect with my daughter through your music and dance. He was like a giddy... Uh, child that just I was so grateful to hear and smiled so big, asked me about my daughter. And I said, she's been winning these dance competitions. She just won her first dance competition to the song Creek. And I never would have connected with her dance had I not watched your video about you and your love for music and how you didn't understand dance either 
But now he's gone on to do the most incredible dance um, collaboration performance. So I just told him thank you. And I had told him, hey, the following week, I'm actually going to bring my daughter for her eighth grade trip. She thinks it's like a, 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 I don't know, a trip that we're supposed to, we're homeschooling her. So it's not like, you know, it's an eighth grade trip. And I said, we're coming there just to see you do this live. And I get to sit with my daughter and she gets to see dancing and she gets to see, you know, this music. And he just, I, I gave him the letter and let it go. Turns out he comes back that night and he's just sticking around the hotel. He plays some more songs and my friend Matt ends up in the urinal peeing next to him, like peeing next to him. And Matt's looking straight this way because like if you're not, and if you're not watching, like if you're dude peeing, you don't look to the left or right when you're peeing. It's not urinal code. So Matt just said, hey, Justin, like it was incredible tonight. And Justin looks at him and is like, yeah. And they had this conversation, which ended in a weird, awkward fist bump this way over. And then Matt's sitting there talking to him and they walk out of the bathroom and I see Matt talking to Justin. I was like, where did he come from? Why is Matt talking to him? All right, I got to go hear what this is all about. And I missed this this happened in the bathroom and it ended outside and I got there a little late. Matt had told me if I ever meet Justin Vernon, I'm going to ask him one question. And that question is, where does all the creativity come from? And Matt says, standing the peeing next to Justin, getting a fist bump, I had a shot and I just said, Justin, I, uh, I just want to know where's it all come from. And Justin goes, I think he says something like, shit, like what? Like it was just kind of like, what? Like I can't, like I don't know. Like ask me like what's for dinner? You know, it was just like that. Like it was just like so big and so like. And then he just took a moment and he said, he just said, I don't know. I guess trust? Yeah, yeah, trust. You just got to trust. And that night, Matt and I went back to that hotel room after that show, after I got the letter and Matt got his question answered. And we were like two kids at a candy store going, dude, I just like got to tell him thank you. And you got to ask him. But Matt's like, but he said trust. Like what? Like I wanted something better than that. And I was like, better than that? Like Matt, that's it. What about if it's just that easy? My friend Dave and I, we keep saying hashtag too easy. And we do it like that. Too easy. Like, what about if it's just about letting go? That following week is when I flew home from watching Justin and the dancers. Which was even more incredible because we sat next to somebody that was cousins of one of the dancers that invited us to go backstage after the event. We didn't meet Justin there. Didn't need to. Got to meet the dancers. Got to meet the the people that choreographed it. My daughter got to see, I think, somebody that resembled her, what she could do one day. And it was such a gift. And then the way home, I felt like on that plane ride was just reiterating what Justin told Matt. And a flight attendant told me, sometimes it's just about letting go of control and just trusting.
it's too easy. So on this entry that I'm staring at on my computer, it's called Stepping Out and Trust Falls. And there's a lot, as I talk about last week, of stepping out of X Church and not having all the pieces lined up quite yet. But it's all right. Where's all that creativity come from? Where's this music come? It's just, you just got to trust. It's fun to watch your kids when they're able to do something uh, that maybe doesn't come as easy for somebody who's 40-something that's been locked in their head or because of this and you overthink something and you plot this. But man, when you watch your kids and when they're just kind of free to, to just go be and express themselves, it's just like, I think that's why oftentimes in scripture, Jesus talks a lot about just faith, like, like being like a little child because your children oftentimes don't have as much of a problem as trusting and they definitely don't have an issue with control. So I've learned a ton those that seven day window for me to see to get both the I mean just it was rich and um, I wrote a lot about it if you're interested I, I just urge you to um, I tried to put words to what I've learned and how I unpacked both those experiences um, as I chart into this new season ahead you just gotta trust that's it thanks for uh, listening Thanks for thinking through Craig Brain. This podcast is only a small summarized part of a larger conversation. To read the full story, check out www.craigbrain.com and follow at Craig Gross on whatever social suits your fancy.